we are going through your emails on how to be 60 this week because we're getting lots of them and we love them keep them coming podcast at htb60.com is the email address and we're going to be finding out more about the post-menopausal Mrs. Merton that is Karen McKenzie and I'm wondering how to be 60 it's scaring the shit out of me Welcome one and all to the How To Be 60 podcast with Mickey Adams and her, uh, Karen McKenzie. <laughs> and I say one and all because, Karen, we are getting emails from young people too. How about that? We are reaching everybody. Oh, we are. How young are we talking? Because, I mean, it's all young, relative. Young, young. As young as 28, would you believe? Wow. I'm going to tell well, yeah, we're going to concentrate That's... on emails today because um, we're just bloody chuffed for getting them because you sit here in your shipping container and you think, is anybody listening? And we've got a lot. We have. But just a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Is there any chance in the future of you bringing sandwiches? <laughs> What can you say before off that's acceptable? <laughs> Naff. <laughs> no, because, you know, I, I know you're sort of getting up late, taking <laughs> the dog for a walk, all this kind of thing. It's a but, mad rush for me to get here at but, this time. No, come on. You know, I'm up at six. I'm out the door at 10 to 7. I've got a three-hour radio show. And then I you know, walk, I march all the way along the river to get here. And I just, I haven't had a chance to have a cup of tea or anything. And I thought, if Karen was a decent friend, retired older woman that she is, she'd make some bloody sandwiches for me. You see, this is the whole point of this podcast, is to discuss, I think, you actually uh, addressing what's going on in your life and actually winding down some of it. Right, OK. Well, what am I going to do? Can I finish my radio show at half past 11 because I've got to make some sandwiches? I mean, that isn't going to work. Make them the night before. (sighs) That's what Jesus. I would do. You wouldn't be getting fresh sandwich from me. <laughs> Sharnies from me. I don't quite know what that was. <laughs> With friends like you. I've got one more thing to say to you before we go on to um, our emails. Um, I was WhatsApping you. Um, uh-huh. which is quite good because usually I text you because you're not too good with like double platform stuff um, and shoes double platform shoes no no and I you know always click on people's photograph because I think it's very revealing about how they want to present themselves in the world and I wish I could give the world your WhatsApp number I'm not going to do Hi. that Oh, foxy bloody chick sitting there, some beach resort. You've got the wee tank top on, the arms are out. We're in the 70s. Tank top. No, no, they call it that again. I think that's come back. Um, They just call it a tank. A face top. No, they call it a tank. They they don't do the top. It's just just a tank. Make things up as you go along. No, 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 no. I've got a 19 year old. I know it. They call it a tank. I think that's a tank. Anyway, anyway, so you're sitting there and then you're sort of looking off to the side with a huge. Huge big grin on your face. God knows what has gone on. In fact, maybe, maybe you had been. I know been... where that photograph was taken, actually. <laughs> maybe you had been crotch to crotch with somebody oh, la, la. just immediately before. That's it, I'm Well, it, it would have been one or two female friends. That was taken just a couple. It must have just been pre COVID, actually. We went to uh, Germany. It was my friend Murdoch's 50th and oh. my. PT friend Caroline and all we, we went off to Germany oh. and uh, we had a little yes I tell you what a if, little if few you, days away there I think I think you had an illicit night 
No, I'm just Honestly, happy. Honestly, that look what on happens. your face. It, Kate, it, listen, it this was is what happens when you post-coital. have free time. It was postcoital. Oh, God, and you'd know all about that. <laughs> Very postcoital. <laughs> yeah. How many years postcoital for you? <laughs> decades, love, decades. No, you had a, uh, that's all I can say. You had a postcoital look on your face. I am going to put it up on my social media and I'm going to, because I wouldn't put your WhatsApp number up, Do you of know course, what? But I'm going to say to everyone, do you think Karen is postcoital here? <laughs> when you're wearing one of those <laughs> vest tops, I'm ignoring you. <laughs> You've got that, you know, when you get over a certain age. And I'm quite happy with the way I look. It's that you were bloody happy skin. That day. It's that skin that's a wee bit wrinkly between the, you know, at the chest. Yeah, no, but no, but even I didn't look at that. And I mean, did I'm, you not? I'm it was just my grin you were looking at. I'm one to pick a picture no, apart. That picture was taken off guard. That was postcoital. Anyway, that was uh, all I wanted to say. So, should, do you want to hear the emails or what? Yes, absolutely. Okay, this is. Wait for this. This is fantastic. Um, ha, hey, Kay. They all start with me, but they, don't you worry about that. I wanted to take Karen, the time Karen. to say how bloody fantastic your podcast is. It's simply brilliant. I find it engaging and interesting and most importantly, absolutely hilarious. I swear that I belly laugh every episode. The guy in the colleges bit and the Ann Summers bit, that was your bit, is pure <laughs> comedy gold. Please, oh, Karen. But nice. here's the good thing. All right. I am 28. I am not in the third age and I am sure you will have many younger listeners. Look Thank you. You've made two old ladies very happy. Oh, my happy. God. I'm actually, my mouth's hanging open. <laughs> 28. 28, not nice. That's incredible. I wonder whether... Do you want another one? ...their mother was listening to it at the time and then... Don't spoil it. I'm just... 28 splinking heck. That's well below her. That's brilliant. Isn't Here's it? Emma. Here's Emma. Emma. I'm absolutely loving your podcast. I wasn't sure what I'd make of it, only being in my 30s. Good grief. But it's great. So funny. Your comment about the young people in Florence going out for some vitamin D <laughs> made me laugh. That's you, out crotch loud. to crotch. Yep. And then she says, Are you and Karen really not friends and just work <laughs> colleagues? I find that hard to believe. And then the next line, Will she be on all of the episodes? <laughs> now, you see, the way you read that, the intonation was all wrong. That's almost like, God, is she going to... But in fact, what she really meant was, oh, will she be in all the episodes? Do you think so? Yeah. Well, she does say you're both hilarious and it works so well with you bouncing off each other. You've not sent me any of those emails. Crunch, crunch. No, no, no. Well, you know, it's funny, though. Um, you know, it's lovely to get that lovely, from, from Emma and Luke. But a really good friend of mine called Lee... Um, Male or female? Uh, male, uh, who is 30-31. He was listening to it. He's got a great podcast himself, actually. Um, and Homosexual? I, what the fuck? Why is that relevant? Just wondering. It's not relevant at all. I'm just asking. Yes. Yes, he is. Oh, I don't just ask. But <laughs> you're so nippy and sort of <laughs> on my case. Anyway, so Lee and I were chatting and he said he'd been listening to the podcast and I said, oh, that's really nicely. Thank you. Because obviously it's not really aimed at you. You know, he is a 30 odd year old homosexual, as you say. Um, and he said, no, it, it really made me think because it's not really so much about being 60. It is about the aging process. And the comment that really struck him, actually, and I can't even remember when we said it, was um, about people who had spent the larger part of their life leading a life that they didn't want to. And he said, God, it really made me stop and think. And so... That's interesting. Is he talking about his personal life or his working life or just life in general? I don't know. But I mean, it just, it just made me think that mm. we're focusing on 60 because obviously it's such a milestone. And for us, mm -hmm. you know, it feels like such a big deal. Well, for me, it feels like a big deal, not you. Um, but Lee was saying, well, you know, it, it is 
it's more generic than that. It is about getting older, life changing, attitudes changing, and just kind of thinking, well, where am I? Where do I want to go? Et cetera, wow. Et cetera. You've made so an we're, impression. We're, we're deep. We are officially DWP. Thank I you. don't think Lee. you've ever been referred to as anything other than shallow before, so that's amazing. <laughs> Isn't it? Oh, thanks, Lee. For opening up to Kay. No, I- <laughs> But, you know, I set up about being 60. I weirdly, inexplicably asked you to be my spirit guide. But maybe it's more about, you know, non-age specific navel gazing. Maybe, maybe we should rename it. Non-age specific navel gazing. Do you think that would take off? God, what would the email be? <laughs> we'll never remember that, would we? Podcast at... <laughs> Don't say it. People might start, People might be just tuning in at the... Oh no, I don't suppose it works that way. Actually, the other person I was speaking to is uh, one of the producers. At, um, it's a daytime chat show that I'm involved with. It's called Loose Women. Have you Does heard your radio- of it? Oh, no, no. Oh, the day- now, don't be facetious. Okay. I have heard of it. The fact that I've never watched it. Mm-hmm. One day, one day, yeah. I might just... Treat yourself. Yeah, I might absolutely. just not be feeling well, be in the house in the afternoon and turn the telly on. A wee five minutes. Yeah. Cheeky wee five minutes. That's right. Well, so I was speaking to one of the producers at Yale Channel, her name, give her a credit, and uh, she was being very complimentary. But then she... she About said, what? Uh, it generally, the, the and then podcast. she, she's she's lovely, Yojan. She's such a serene person, you know, um, in a way that we are not. We are kind of like well, we're different, raw, aren't and we? I don't mean. I think we are not the same type of person either. Well, hold Ooh. hold that thought. It's quite hard thought. in itself. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I need to rate it <laughs> because she said she said. I, you know, you're very honest with each other, and and I I like that. I mean, sometimes I think, oh my goodness, did did they really say that? Um, and sometimes I think to myself, does Karen not like Kay? <laughs> <laughs> Nail on head. <laughs> and I thought, God, that's interesting. Is is that the way it comes across? Oh, surely not. But actually, and then I thought more because, as you know, I'm D W E P. Um, <laughs> Do you know what I find refreshing about this is, and our weird relationship, Mm -hmm. is that we are brutally, we are brutal with each other. And you know what? It's so bloody refreshing because so much of modern life, and I'm not one of these people who moans about modern life generally, but, you know, it's so careful and we're sort of padding about each other and we're worrying about what people think and they're going to cause it. Whereas, you know... Mm, I've never been able to relate to that. No, you haven't. Being delicate and, and, you know, kind of, yeah. You're not telling anyone any secrets there, are you? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's, I suppose, and, and, and that's why even when I used to, when I worked and you would get feedback, I was still never very sure it was honest feedback because I didn't feel confident in myself. And therefore, you just think, I've heard you giving feedback to other people and frankly, you're not honest. And so I just find that I can't be anything but honest so that people know where they stand. Yeah, I know. It's, it's funny, actually, the workplace has changed, hasn't it? And a, a lot of it has changed for the better, mainly that you're not in it anymore. <laughs> no, I don't mean that, I don't mean that, I don't mean that. Can I remind you where I, why I left, Kay? Sorry. Oh, it was your programme that I was working on. I've never been able to resist lines like that. My dad used to say to me, you lady have gone over the score. Was that right? That's what he used to say. And that would have been a comment that he would have said that to me. Um, and, and in many ways it's changed for the better. So I do think it's changed. But I kind of miss when I was in my early 20s, um, it was 
you know, in journalism, it was so brutally honest. I mean, if your boss thought you cocked up, Aye. my God. You were told it. You were told it. There yeah. was no messing. I mean, I spent a lot of lunch times crying in the toilet because I was told I was a useless tosser. Um, um, I'm not saying anything to that. I bet it, <laughs> but it was a male boss, I'm quite sure. Yeah, and there was a lot of it that was bad, but... There is something about the honesty that I kind of miss that I think we all sort of, you know, slip about each other now. Do you know what I mean? So do you feel that you do sort of dance around things? Because to me, Kate, you are brutally honest. Do you think? Yeah, I think you are. Well, but you said I was controlling in the first You are controlling. Right, all right. So, but I'm like directly controlling rather than passively controlling. Passively. Well, see, that's not direct then, is it? I've gone through this before in the podcast so I don't want to be repetitive but you are controlling right and I think that's been acknowledged by some of your friends and colleagues on Loose Women mm-hmm. Jane thank you Jane for instance for pointing that out um, and I, I think as I've said before I think being controlling comes from a source of anxiety and you said well I am I'm anxious about turning 60 but I don't think that's that's where your kind of anxiety comes from there's probably a whole lot of things behind there getting deep again but um, yeah I find you I find you quite controlling do you think I'm a bit of a tosser but mm, well how, how many weeks have I got on this <laughs> <laughs> no no seriously I think we get on alright but what I've witnessed like what no I'm not going to Come on, I can take it. No, you can't. I can't. Yeah, you might be able to take it just now. Tomorrow you'd be like, talking to someone else. God, see that guy? Why do we have Karen McKenzie on? No, I, I think it's good that we're honest with each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's a limit to everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I want to know more about you. I think people You want to know more about me? To, well, yeah, because, God, we've had Jonathan Ross, we've had Anthea Turner, we've had Jane Moore, we've had Siobhan in our camper van. We want to know about Karen McKenzie. Really? Yeah. Well, actually, I had a bit of a family reunion this week. My sister from New Zealand, who's been living out there for 31 years, um, came home uh, and got her... F- Flight was there. so I was supposed to it's meet like her on. So you've forgotten her name, <laughs> Christine. She was due in Friday, Monday lunchtime, and she got to the airport. Oh, I'm here now! I'm so excited! Oh god, the flight's been delayed. Seriously, the flight's been cancelled. Oh. And they're through the airport. They're through the departure lounge. And actually, when the flight was cancelled, they had to come back in. They had to fill in forms saying they were coming into the country again. And they never left. No, they never left. Oh, How ridiculous is that? They should have got some duty free in the way out <laughs> and stayed that home. So, um, because there was no uh, connection from Doha for four days, they had to go back home. And so she didn't arrive in Edinburgh until Thursday. So I uh, went over to collect her and her partner, John, and uh, Winnie the Dilg. And then we went up to uh, Inverdrew, where I'm from, and my sister Ag was there preparing the house. So it was lovely. So we've had a few days together and we didn't even squabble, which is quite unusual because, you know, when you go back to the place that you mm, were brought up, yes, it's like... Oh, God, you end up, as soon as somebody leaves the room, oh, can you get a stick for the fire? Oh, can you put the kettle on? You know, you can, you're you sitting in your fat arse doing nothing and making sure that other do people do it. Do you fall back into the relationships oh. you had as, as like, children, yes, children in that house? So, so what, easy to do. What's the order? You're the baby. So, yeah, I'm the youngest. And then there's Ag, 
who is four years older than me. Then there's Christine, who's two years older than Ag. And then there's Kerry, who's, I think, another two years older. Right, OK. Yeah. So there's America, New Zealand, London, Glasgow. Oh, right, New wow. York City, what about yes. And how do you all get on? God, you know what? We get on all right. We get on pretty well, considering some a lot of families... Yeah, they just don't talk. They fall out for some reason, weird reasons. And actually, I think about, uh, you know, I hear from Stephen, not, he doesn't give me names, obviously, but he deals, my partner, he's a lawyer and deals with a lot of wills and power of attorneys. A lot of it's to do with money. Mm. They fall out and it's just brutal. And so actually, you know what? Both our parents have died and uh, the house is there and we've actually, we're still getting on well. But... um, think we might be selling the house this year. So Christine mm. has come over for six months to see her Cheerios and to start chucking flaming things out. God, that's a subject we should speak about at some point, isn't it? You know, getting, you know, having to get rid of the parents' homes and belongings and everything. I've, yeah. I've done that. The funny, on on my radio programme this morning, because I've been really busy. Um, Not no, making sandwiches <laughs> then. No, no, but um, we, we were talking about siblings because there's a podcast called Relatively, um, Catherine Carr, which is really interesting, which is about sibling relationships. Really? Um, and it, it's, I suppose, an obvious point, but it's a good one that, you know, for lots of people with siblings, it's the longest relationship you'll have in your life. That's true. You know, and for some people, it's a hugely important relationship. For other people, you know, they leave the childhood house and they don't have much to do with their siblings. No. As you true. always sort of. We Kept have a connection. Yeah, we have. Even though we're all in different countries, we've all been quite close. Like my older sister, Kerry, um, I think she had left home by the time I was. So there's kind of, I think, nine years. She's nine years older than me. So by the time I was kind of, you know, 13 or less than that, you know, she'd gone off to uni. And so there was quite a while that I didn't really know her very well. And then um, she's a journalist and then we went on holiday together. I went on holiday with my partner and with Kerry and her and her partner. And actually, it was a bit of a bonding thing. So, yeah, we've all stayed and we've got a WhatsApp group. And we stay connected with one another. So, yeah, touch wood if there was any near here. Yeah, we got on well. We got Is that on Kerry well. Norma? That's Kerry Norma. I love that story. <laughs> it's Kerry Norma who was forced to care. Tell us that. She wasn't... <laughs> Uh, so Kerry was called Norma because my grandfather was Norman and of course we freeze north of Scotland maybe it's nothing to do with that but all the first children were all boys and they were all called Norman and my sister came along God we can't call her Norman so we'll call her Have you got to say it like that? Oh they're just all Norman Norman Right okay Mm -hmm. and uh, and she was called Norma <laughs> a bit different. And she just didn't like her name. So at the age of, God, it was very young. It's probably about 18 or 19. She changed her name to Kerry. My poor mother couldn't deal with it. Did and you? so she always referred to her as Norma. Kids were really confused. So when when they when I used to take them up home and uh, my mum would talk about Norma, Lisa and Alex would say, Granny, who are you talking about? <laughs> her mother hated the fact that they didn't know her as Norma. But funnily enough... So I talk about Kerry, but when you say, when you think about Kerry as being like 13 or 14 or studying, you'll talk about her being as Norma. You know, you'll you'll say, right. oh, do you remember Norma did that? So isn't that funny? Like when you're talking about her as a child, she was Norma. 
but actually posts are kind of like 18, 19. She's kidding. And why did your mum hate it so much? Ooh, God, it's a bit of an insult, isn't it? Changing her. I mean, how could she actually tell her relatives that their choice that Norma... God, it wasn't good enough. It was, you know, oh, right, so she felt like, And did she change when she had a new name? Did she feel like a different person? Um, I think she probably felt more confident about... That's funny. I get that. Well, yeah, but do you know what? I think probably after the the first time where she maybe signed a birthday card, Kerry, and my mother was like, mm, you know, that face. Uh, thereafter, she was always known as uh, Lots of Love From, Nora, Chris, uh, Ag and Carr. So it, she always signed it, her name as Nora, even though the whole world right. knew her as Kerry. Yeah, she didn't see herself as, as Nora. 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 She couldn't bear to say the ma. Yes, that was obviously not that. And then so... So you're getting one of the siblings. Mum and dad have passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got two kids. Mm-hmm. Lisa um, and Alex. And so, and you were married what age? Because obviously you were seven. That's what? a disaster, isn't it? Well, I don't know. God, I got married. Why? At the age of... So I got married in September and I would have been 20 in the December. You were married at 19? Yeah. Why? Exactly. But but why, why? I think because I probably wanted to live with him and that would not have been acceptable. So because I wanted to sort of, you know, live with him and just have thought, let's just sex? get married. Yeah. Yeah. But then I used to go down to Glasgow Um was that for? Oh no, that was another occasion. That was somebody else. <laughs> another husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I never got married again. It didn't work out then. No, was it? seven years or six years or something like that. But yeah. you're still friends. No. Oh, oh you're no, not. you're thinking about someone else. Oh, so what's the other one? Father of my children, Richard. Oh, I'm bloody confused now. Oh, he's lovely. So no, hang on. So wait a minute. You get married at nineteen mm-hmm. to some guy to an Irish chef. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Top of the morning to you. But you're you're together for seven years, but you don't have children with him. No, thank the Lord Harry. Oh. Whoever the Lord Harry is. <laughs> <laughs> Where does that expression come from? Have I just made that up? I think so. I've never heard of it before. Oh, and then so it was. It was Richard who. Yes. And did you marry him? No. It's because the first one had put you off. Yeah, I just don't need feel the need to be married. Oh, really? Or get married. Yeah. Well, we're speaking to Trisha Goddard next week and she's going to get married for the fourth time. Right. Mm-hmm. I have no, I'm not, I'm going to keep my thoughts to myself for the moment. I have no idea why anyone would want to be married four times. Well, I'm glad you've kept your thoughts to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> really? Four times. Right, here's a big question and then I'm going to get back to some great emails that we've had. Yeah, because um, I feel this is slightly boring. No, 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 no. I, well, people want to, to know. No, you want to know. I'm not sure anyone else wants no, to know. I think so. Has your life gone the way you wanted it to? This is a deep question. Yeah, it has actually. I've got two wonderful children. Um, I don't have to work. <laughs> I don't have to work. Uh, yeah, yeah, it has. I've done, you know, I've done a lovely bit of travelling. I, when I, I, sorry, I've worked a long time in the BBC, right? I gave up for a short time, went round the world, got a taster of lots of different places with Richard. What age were you when you did that? Uh, 28, 29 maybe, and I thought, you know what? I'd like children. 
And so that's, and then I had Lisa at 30. So, uh, yeah, I had a lovely time going around the world for three months. And it, it was great. And so I got a wee taster of where I would like to go back to. Um, as I said, as I said before, I'm not ambitious. So Never were. No, because your sisters are all kind of achievers, aren't they? Thanks. Well, you know what I mean. You know, you can be so hurtful at times. <laughs> You've said it yourself. I mean, Kerry it's all right for this... me to say that, Kay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> well, are you saying they're not achievers? Eh, uh, they've done very well for themselves. But that's all I'm trying to say. Are you saying that I've not? <sighs> are you? No, I'm not saying that. Yeah, you, you, you because I'm you not as ambitious. What you don't ambitious. understand is what you don't understand is that somebody comes into a job that they're not they're not always looking to get the next step up, next step up. You know, make more money. That is not important to me. It was never important to me. And in that, are you different from your sisters? No, I don't think Christine was ambitious. I think Ag sort of landed on her feet and things sort of fell. Um, you know. I don't. She worked very hard. I said, Kerry, but Kerry is probably she did really well. I'm going to probably insult everyone here, but yeah, I don't know. Well, changing her name at 18 was probably a bit of a signal, wasn't it, that she was getting out of this town? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, listen. Yeah. You should be feel very pleased with yourself because I have got the most wonderful um, email from Alison. Right. Alison, right. Uh -huh. Hi, Alison. And, and I think it is really uh, a tribute to you to a certain extent. So, oh, um, Can you bear to read it out? So, yes, I can. And she even says, hi, Kay and Karen. Mm -hmm. Hi, Alison yeah. again. Mm -hmm. Al, hi, Al. <laughs> Just thought I'd let you know that listening to your podcast gave me my own Epiphany. She says she'll okay, always pronounce it as Epiphany now. That's nice. Thank you. Now. She's worked for the same NHS employer since leaving school, which will be 42 years in July. Wow. She'll be 58 in August. Last couple 58. of years, she will be 58 in mm -hmm. August. Math is not your strong point. Just stay with me. Uh, the last couple of years have been quite rough. I lost my dad in semi-lockdown in 2020. Couldn't visit him in hospital and then in a mm. care home. Mum had a major uh, emergency operation in September 21. And then uh, they discovered lung cancer and breast cancer for the second time. So she's been in and out of hospital very poorly. Alison's working full time trying to look after her. And God, she said it's been a juggling tough. act. Work isn't what it used to be. And I've been quite fed up with it all. I've been mm -hmm. considering taking early retirement, but I haven't been brave enough to take mm -hmm. the plunge, always finding reasons not to, mainly financial. Then I was listening to your podcast the other week when Karen said that she had decided to take early retirement. Oh. She'd got all the material things she needed and as long as she had enough money to pay the bills, that was enough. And that's when I thought, fuck it. <gasps> She's right. I've oh got everything God. I need. I've got a bit of a mortgage I can pay off. I just need to pay the bills. The penny dropped. I could sit here for the next 10 years getting a good salary, but you can't buy time. Oh, my God. Alison, the mm. hairs in my arms have gone up. That is so fantastic. Mm -hmm. That's so exciting. She says, no matter how much money you have, none of us know how long we've got, so you should make the most of it and spend time with family and friends while you can. So on Monday this week, I handed in my notice, and with effect oh of the God. 31st of August, 22. I will be taking early retirement. Um, she's worked with exceptional maternity full time since the age of 15. So it'll be a very odd experience, but I hope to embrace it and make the most of the time. That is so fantastic, isn't, isn't it? it? Isn't yeah. that? You forget that people listen. We're warbling on here. Yeah. And actually, that's 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 going to not change somebody's life, but it's, gonna, it's made an impact in their 
They're acting on it. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah, I know. Well, Alison well, well is, is changing her life. Yeah, that's great. So have you any advice to give her then? Enjoy. You've done such the right... Well, you've, you've done the right thing. It's brilliant. Uh, no, just go for it. I guess that's it. That's amazing. It's... It is such a big move, isn't it? And like Alison's saying there that she's worked full time to 15. You know, it just is your life. It is who you are. Mm -hmm. And it's difficult. Change is difficult, isn't it? Yeah, it is if you've worked that. Because you think, what else have I got in life? And it sounds like it's been, oh, she's had, what, three months off from maternity? Is that what you said? That's all she's had is three months off from maternity in all those years. You're almost institutionalised, aren't you? Mm -hmm. And then to leave that behind, that is either going to be really difficult and think, what else have I got in life? Or, oh my God, thank God I'm leaving that behind me. That is a massive change. So, but what do you do then? I mean, you make a brave decision like that. Do you just take it as it comes or do you focus on, right, what are the things I like? Do you try and give yourself some structure or not? I think you have to. I think you have to know what you want to do because the first two weeks will feel like a holiday. And then after that, you're like, eh, right, what now? <laughs> what now? And so you, I would imagine, like for me, I had to have some sort of structure in place that, yeah, w w was going to sort of take up my time. So what did you... Oh, what I had the, the dogs. The I dog. had the dog. And before I had given up work, Alex was looking after Bonnie on the days that Stephen uh, was working uh, because we had this thing that we did not want to have a dog and it'd be at home on its own. Where's your dog, by the way? Home alone? Uh, no, my dog's really home alone. My children are with my dog. Right, right, right. Okay. So you, you saw that as a wee opportunity just to have a wee right, nip. Dig. Didn't a wee you? Nip. Just a wee nip. Oh. So just back off, lady. Thank the, you very much. You're popping your mic. Uh, shut up. Like an unprofessional. I am the broadcaster here. Thank you. <laughs> Here's another one from Julie. And then I've got a bit of a dilemma for you. I'm Ooh. loving these emails. By the, the way, I know it's really rewards. Can I say to people, podcast at htb60.com. Um, do get in touch with us. I mean, genuinely love hearing your stories. It's great. This, this is from Julie. Uh, also loving the podcast. Thank you, Julie. She says, I just wanted to let you know my little story. So she lost both her parents between 2012 and 2015. Both grown-up children settled into their own homes, living their own lives. Me and my husband of 35 years downsized from living in Berkshire, uh, where we both grew up, to living in Dorset by the coast. We both had very stressful jobs, lots of stressful commuting and good wages. We both gave up our jobs and made the move to Dorset with no income coming in. I'm now dog walking on the beautiful Dorset beaches. My hubster, they're obviously getting on very well. <laughs> <laughs> My hubster, who loves boats, uh, managed to get a job at Sunseekers. Because we downsize, we have a nice little pot to fall back on if need be, but slight relief that we both managed to get work, albeit earning a lot less. Less stressed, healthier, uh, an hour and a half from family, see lots of them at weekends and holidays. Uh, so we've got lots of visitors and house guests. We're 57 and 58, not quite at the big six all yet. Um, oh, and we've got a camper van as well. Ooh. Yeah, and she enjoys spending Fridays with uh, you and Karen waffling away in our ears as <laughs> she's walking the dogs. Thank you, Julie. That sounds idyllic. You see, what, what does that say to you, Kay? That's somebody that's actually got their dream, isn't it? Well, the, the, I do like the taking control element of that. It's that word again. What, oh, yeah, God, I am controlling, <laughs> aren't I? <gasps> Jesus. Yeah, but it feels like Alison and Julie have taken control of the situation, mm -hmm. and I like that. Mm -hmm. um, what I would like to know is, what gives you pleasure outside work, aside from your children? 
Um, I I don't my dog my dog right um, I, I mean you know I'm generally I've got a really good life I have a lot of fun you know I, and I do lots of fun things but I don't stop to think very often that's the thing and I'm just on this train which you know is great and I really like it and there's lots of exciting things happen but I'm worried that it hits the buffers and if and when it hits the buffers I'll get tossed out and I'll have I'll I'll be I'll be like a body at the side of the this is quite a vivid little um uh metaphor that I'm given here. I'll be a body lying on the bank, not knowing what to do with myself. Let me give it right. So what's the time? Gosh, listen. Okay, we're well we're gonna rush, come back we? to this because I think you're making out that I don't know whether you've thought, all right, okay, I've not really thought about this or I'm thinking about it and actually all I do is work. And there's children, there's dog, and I've got nothing outside that. So I, I want to come back to that. Yeah, no, we will, we will. But I, I, I am, I'm in the process of cogitating. But okay, so these mm. were great emails from Julie and Alison. But here's yeah. here's another one here from Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, fifty-seven, and she says Lindsay's got a twelve-year-old. Mm-hmm. So when I'm sixty, I'll oh. have a fifteen-year-old. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got a fifteen-year-old. Right. Um, she says, unlike you, I'm single, already worried about turning 60. All my friends who turned 60 before me are in relationships and their kids are in their 20s. I feel invisible. Mm-hmm. I can't see where I'll meet anyone. I don't get invited to barbecues or similar. I feel that's because I'm single and people only like to invite other couples who've got older kids. Why is that? Can't face the dating app, so I've got yeah. no idea how I'll meet a partner, a future partner as a woman. Um, so scared of being alone in my 60s, especially at the point Aww. my daughter no longer needs me so much. Um, and she just doesn't feel that she kind of fits, fits in. To... in. And she says, I love your podcast. It makes me laugh, but I'm not sure it's helping. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Yeah, what's her name? <laughs> no, no, but I get it because my situation, says Lindsay, is different from lots of women approaching 60. Um and she says, you know, it's probably no use of content to your podcast, but it helps me to write down how I feel. Well, no, it is. And thanks for getting in touch, Lindsay, because, you know, it's all very well to sort of say, yeah, it's great, retire, it's smashing. But, you know, mm. that's not everyone's experience. And, you know, being a, well, being alone at any time in your life, I suppose, isn't a great idea. But I suppose as the clock is ticking. It's fine if it's your choice to be alone. I mean, you met Stephen. How do you think you would feel being alone? I mean, I thought about it. How would I feel being alone in my 60s? Uh, Well, I was alone. I lived on my own for a lot of years before that. And the difficulty for me was having somebody come into my space after that and having to start being less selfish and share things. So in terms of being in my own in my 60s, it depends, you know, what else is going on and if you've got good friends and I don't know, Kay, actually. I mean, 60s, I think I can deal with. In my mid-70s, over and above, I think, mm, yeah, it'd be quite hard. It just depends on what else you've got on going on in your life and are you a young 60-year-old or, a, um, you know, it's 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 hard to know. We're well, it's also knowing what a partner would bring you because a good relationship's a wonderful thing. A rubbish relationship... Is, is not a good thing. It's a hindrance. <laughs> um, you it's know. annoying. So I guess it's what you pin on that. I mean, being alone. Yes. You know, okay, a partner being a partner. There's lots of people who are very lonely in relationships. I was aren't just going to say, you'd rather be lonely on your own than be lonely in a relationship, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. So I suppose it's finding other friendships and other contacts um, outside 
of your house. But I, oh, I you mean, have to. God, Lindsay, to. I'm sure there's lots of people who feel like you are, and I mean, God, there's no way that we're going to sit here and give you, a, you know, an absolute uh, solution to your situation because you don't. But it does. But the fact that it helps to do, to write down, talk about it, hear other yeah. people talk about it, then you it's, know, it's where to meet people in real life, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Because you know, in our day, way back, you'd meet them in a pub. See, if you're in a pub just now and somebody approached you, I'd freak. You'd think, oh, that's a bit odd, somebody yeah. coming up. So you actually wouldn't even welcome that. And it's a classic kind of cliche about, you know, join a group. But you know what? There's something to be said about joining clubs and joining like-minded. Even Alex has joined, you know, and she's only, she's coming up for 30. But again, uh, she has joined uh, an outdoor, like a walking group. And she's met so many good friends mm -hmm. uh, from that. And it is, but it is what it is. It's almost like it sounds a bit naff, but actually joining a club. Or did I, I read an article about something like, it was like 30s University or something like that. Mm. And uh, I'd never heard of it before, but it's a lot of, and it's for people over the age of, well, that are reaching their third stage or whatever. Um, and everyone is sort of in the same boat that you're not going to be in a, room with people, you know, in their early 20s or 30s or 40s. I'm not making much sense here, but it's actually worth looking at. Can you, something like Third Age University. It's the University of the Third Age. Oh, have you heard of it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I uh -huh. hadn't. Yeah. And do you know what? It's actually, and then I looked it up and there's a, cu there's a couple in Glasgow. Um, and so they're dotted all over the country, all over the UK. So do you know what, Lindsay? It's actually maybe worth looking at that. Take the plunge. Take yeah. control. And, and and even clubs as well. Mm, yeah. Do whatever you're interested in. Well, I mean, if anyone else has been in that situation that they felt just a little bit adrift, you know, approaching their 60s, in their 60s or beyond, um, let's have your wisdom, <laughs> if we can. Yeah. Uh, podcast at htb60.com. And now, How To Be 60 presents The Big 6-0 Bingo. So... Time for a quick bit of bingo? <laughs> yeah, go on then. Or listen, go Is this on. Big plastic. Uh, you bit want of to rubbish. do it, you get the balls. Give it a little spin. Go on, my love. That's it. Oh. Right. right away. 31. 31. Let me just see what it says. Do you have youth envy? Well, I think we both know the answer to that one. <laughs> Shall I move on to the next one? <laughs> well, you answer it then. Do you have youth envy? No, I don't really. I would rather be 60 than 16. I, you know, I feel, I, I, yeah, I just would not want to be either leaving school, uh, starting work, just, uh, yeah. The, the earliest I'd want to be, I think, is maybe 35, oh, 40. I would say 28. I, I Before mean, no, you, I had a great year, twenty eight. Yeah. yeah, I would say. Do that. we need to know more about that? No, not really. But Is it um, Ian? Well, mm. uh, just actually, but no. The reason I would say twenty eight would be old enough to do anything you want, mm. young enough to do anything you want. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's why I would choose twenty. I wouldn't. You're right. I wouldn't want to be sixteen. Wouldn't want to be twenty one particularly. No. But I think at, at twenty eight you can. You're sort of establishing the world. your career, yeah. maybe, and then you're ready to. Yeah, but do I have youth envy as such? Oh, I'd be a liar if I said no. Wouldn't I? I mean, I'd just be a straight up liar. Yeah. Um, You've got kind of anyone that's in their fifties envy. 
Just uh, no, younger don't, I don't. Any... I don't envy anyone in the fifties. I mean, no, if I'm going to have envy, I want like phew. much younger. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. okay. What else? Go on then. One more. Am I getting another one? Because I've got a treat for you at the end. A chocolate treat. No. God, this thing is so flaming tacky. It's falling Stop out of it. Stop it. The it's thing is, you saw. <laughs> Shake no, a ball. Just... <laughs> we're gonna. We're gonna tell you what. You know what we should do. I'm sure we could get this on an app. Like a bingo app. that sure you should I think we could. Done that before. Oh, it's oh, it's just thirty nine. No, I'm not even going for that. <laughs> no, come on, These are read all it really out, read it out. No, no, it's Technology not. fiend or phobic? Yeah, go on then. Would you like to answer? I'm phobic. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny enough, um, Janice Hamilton emailed in. Thank you very much, Janice. Hi, Janice. A tip for you because you had said the other week that you were sort of lost in a high street somewhere and you couldn't get your cards on your phone. Oh, yes, that's right, for payment purposes. Yes, yeah, so she's saying just right-click the button. That doesn't work. My phone's too old. Thanks, Janice. It, right, OK, well, it should work even on it your phone. It doesn't work because... Is it give should? Me a, give me a, Do you know what? Controlling. Give me your phone. Controlling. Give me your phone. Um, because it's been tried already by our doesn't work. engineer producer, who's actually shaking his head at the moment. So what so model Nathan's, is this phone? It's one of those, what was the, what were the original ones? What is the, it? I've never seen it before. I mean, it's in a, it deserves to be in a bloody museum. you just going through my text? In my, what model is that? No, Old. The OLD model. Get yourself a new phone, for God's sakes. If I, I mean, was why, earning, I would. Why do you do that? Why did you what? Just sort of stick yourself in the technological past. I mean, you know, you've got to embrace the future. Shut up. Get yourself a proper bloody phone. You know, my mum was Maybe at the end of the year we could celebrate and you could buy me one. I'm going to get a new phone. Are you? Pass on your old one to me then. No, one of the kids will get that one. Oh, yes. I think you've got to... Actually, I say that. Both my kids have got better phones. Oh, there you are. So you can pass it on to me. I know. And don't bother erasing it. I'll get through all yours. I think we have got to 100% embrace technology. I don't think people our age should be allowed to say, oh, I don't understand technology. I mean, I just think, you know, shut up. Get over it. Get on with it. Well, I do try and, and take it on board, but it's just quite hard. You know, I just want it to work. I'm happy when it works. It's when it doesn't work. It's just and hang on a minute. I've seen you at work, Stevie. Stevie, Stevie, can you come and have a look at my computer now? Is that the truth or not? <laughs> well, he's very good. It has to be. So said. actually, you don't exactly embrace it either, right? Move on. Okay, all right. Well, listen, we've got to go. But do you remember? Well, we've had lots of conversations as women our age always do about whether you dye your hair or whether you let it go grey. You have let yours go grey. I still dye that. mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually starting to come round to this. But what oh I thought I would God. do. I never thought I'd hear the day. Is, well, I'll talk about it at a later date. But what I thought, right, okay, I'll get two wigs, which I have got here. I've got a grey one and a blonde one, right? <laughs> so I'm going to give you the blonde one. Yeah, there's no point in me having the grey one. And right. I'm going to take the grey one. Has it got a fringe? Um, we might have to get them styled. And I just think we should go We should go for a little walk together, you with the blonde one. What, just on. now? No. Right, Why, well, are you okay. busy? Have you a dog? I have actually, no, but I've got an oh, appointment at half. Right, okay. So... And we could go out for coffee. I would like that. Spend a bit of time, you with Stephen with a blonde wig on, maybe at night, you know. Jesus. Um, see if he enjoys sleeping with a younger woman. There you go. Um, do you want the hairnet? There you go. Oh, so you um, put the hairnet on first. Or if is you that... want to just wear the hairnet on its own, that's probably more <laughs> your style. <laughs> it's like him. Um... And I've got the grey one. Look, nice. The hairnet's over the wig. 
Uh, I just put it in there to keep it. Uh, so oh, there you go. So there you've there tried that one already. That's a nice colour of grey, actually, isn't, isn't it? it? It's like a silvery so, grey. are you up for it? I am. Good. I am. And then, not next week, because we've got Trisha Goddard coming on next week, but the week after, um, Nadine Baggett is going to join us, and she is a beauty influencer <laughs> of a similar, no a similar idea. vintage to us. And um, she is going to give us some advice on beauty for a woman of our age and, um, you know, all about the hair. Oh, right. You could, it's got a fringe. You, had say, you have fringe. said to me, it's got a fringe here, but mine, mine doesn't. Um, you did say to me that you would consider getting a bit of work done, but you were kind of scared of it. Yeah, it's a bit like going on a roller coaster. If I knew I was going to come off safe. Right, I well, go Nadine can advise you. Aren't I good to you? Am I good to you or what? Well, you're obviously getting something out of you're it You're liking well. that wig, aren't you? You are <laughs> liking quite that like wig. It. Look at it. Yeah. You're going to be giving it a name. Um, all right, so there you go. So we're going to go out with these. We're going to go out in our wigs and we're going to see if people think differently of us and think if we think differently of ourselves. All righty? Excellent. <sighs> Don't Thanks, say Kate. that I'm not organised. Okay, gotta fly. Bye. Keep those emails coming in. Podcast at htb60.com. I got it right first time. Bye. How to Be 60 was written and presented by Kay Adams with Karen McKenzie. A new episode drops every Friday, so make sure you follow and subscribe so you don't miss a single one. And while you're there, rate and review. Thank you.